in a different way what have you seen work the best for people like is it putting on more muscle mass uh, reducing carb intake fixing your sleep one of like let's say if you were to pick one aspect of lifestyle that gives you the most bang for your buck what would that well, be one yeah so i usually push three and, and you named them and that's increase your aerobic engine your zone 2 engine your fat oxidation engine sleep you need 7 hours plus and you have to push and pull heavy things as as your audience hopefully knows our muscles are our largest glucose uh, and glycogen sink they need to be able to take the glucose from our bloodstream process it and package it in the form of glycogen so it's freely storable and usable but we need to build our aerobic or fat oxidation engine which allows our body to to preferentially use fat to drive our energy needs and as we may or may not touch on further uh, one way we can assess that is lactate because if you are have a very poor uh, developed aerobic capacity you are going into glycolysis very early and for some that's walking so there are times that I'll bring my lactate meters into work and I'll check some people and they have a resting blood lactate of 1.8 2 and when I get ask them to walk around the block once their lactate will actually go up so they are in glycolysis this whole time which is not a very productive efficient healthy way of processing or partitioning energy in the body the more that we can utilize our fat oxidation systems the more access that we have to our energy right we have an infinite amount of energy available in fat stores uh, we have only you know a few hours worth in in glucose or glycogen but it's a much more efficient fat oxidation is a much more efficient means of energy production in our body much less demanding as well so i push aerobic conditioning probably the most i counsel on dietary changes i really ask them to sleep well and then we start a body weight program yeah i think that e- exercise is the most important but we can't negate or not look, not consider the others so longevity is hard work uh, right <laughs> longevity is it's well it can be simple but <laughs> but you know as i say there are you know we're those who exercise run workout bike etc we're you know the 5 or 7% of people who do that but there's a dramatic percentage of people who view exercise as work it sounds like work it's painful it's sweaty and they don't enjoy it and they're not going to do it but they 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 will walk and if you show them the response to their walking efforts now they understand what's happening inside them by their walking and habits can be formed in 30 days so is that hard i don't think that walking is hard and it's not painful uh, i don't think that getting 7 hours of sleep is hard unless you're an insomniac i understand and i don't think that that eliminating a few f- foods from your diet is incredibly challenging I would love for you to uh, talk a little bit about like your top 3 like what do you consider as 80% of longevity and I would love to in the podcast with that 
my top one is to build your aerobic engine, build your fat oxidation. And for those who exercise and run, that means you're going to slow down a lot more than you want to. You know, it, it's not okay for every run to be at 150, 165 heart rate, even if you feel fine, because you're, yes, you're improving. HIT can improve heart health. But when you're looking at overall health, building your aerobic capacity, which is operating below your first lactate threshold and improving your ability to oxidize fats is going to be one of the most important things that you're going to do for your metabolic health. We did mention sleep before. There are zero physiological systems in your body that are not impacted by a poor night's sleep. Now, I don't want to you know, freak people out and think that one bad night of sleep is going to kill you. That's not the case. The issue is, is we're more likely to have a heart attack after a bad night's sleep. We are more insulin resistant after a bad night's sleep. Our cognition has slowed dramatically. We're crankier. Uh, No system, and worse of all, perhaps, is your immune system. Your immune system function dramatically decreases after a poor night's sleep. So what I try to impress upon people, you know, you're actively pursuing health. You know, you're wearing a CGM. You're wearing, you're checking your HRV. You're wearing a heart rate monitor when you run. You're purposefully eating or not eating certain food groups. Well, you can actively manage your sleep. You know, if you don't wait until you're exhausted and fall on the bed, before you close your laptop or turn off the television. It's, look, I'm getting up at 5 a.m. I got to be in bed at 9. It's just the way it is. I may not like it, but you have to prioritize sleep just as much as you prioritize other aspects of your approach to live longer. And then food. I think food is a really important consideration. I stay out of all rabbit holes when it comes to food. I don't push people in any one direction too hard. As you get older, you need more protein. You need to hit at least 1.5 to 1.8 grams per kilogram per day. Really important. Uh, It helps to maintain that muscle mass, to hold off sarcopenia, and to allow you to respond to your strength training or aerobic training and build new muscle. There is a rabbit hole saying that less protein is better. You know, the mTOR uh, inhibitor crowds, the rapamycin crowd. But that, if it's true, is only when we're young. And it's not true as we head out of our 40s and into our 50s. But back to diet, small changes can make big differences in your metabolic profile. That is really cool, Dr. Howard. I think the the fact that you actually mentioned that and just like you, I think we, we also try to stay away from a lot of rabbit holes in nutrition uh, and try to simplify rather. I think it's a really humbling view when you actually think about health in that way, that some of the things that we actually need to do uh, are uh, pretty much free and available and simple in nature. And just, I think, more observation oriented than sort of like driven by a specific protocol. And of course, I think I think the uh, the fact that it's it's not a single vector that one can optimize upon. Right. Uh, not just metabolic health, not just musculoskeletal health. There's so many 
aspects of aging and longevity that i think it's uh, in in a way it's a it sort of feels like your body is a mystery novel like you don't know what's what's the next step for you and it's it's a fun thing to discover